What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter, here with Bill Dawes. I was taking this very seriously, doing the show from a road trip. I don't know where he's going, uh, but we got a great show. We got uh, Eric Anders is on the card, uh, on the card, on the show, who I thought got robbed. I thought he won the fight. Actually kind of pissed about the whole thing. Um, and then uh, also Sam Hughes, who was 0-3 in the UFC. Uh, and then now has won her last two fights. So we got to talk about that because that's pretty awesome and amazing. And also, you know, inspirational. And I'm here with Bill Dawes, who, uh, are you going hunting? Like, what? Well, it's like, what is going on? You have a camouflage LA hat, which is like, you couldn't even be more different. So I know there, there's nothing more LA than a camouflage LA Dodgers hat. Uh, I'll take it off. So I feel less douchey. Now I just have my Marty McFly vest on. Yes. Where are you off to? I'm, I'm, I'm in Austin, so I'm driving by, uh, I'm just driving to get Wi-Fi. I'm a little late. My car died, so I had to wait for the, you know, all that shit. And I'm not oh, a man, man, so I catch up with myself. Got it, got it, got it. Is anybody in the car with you? No. Okay, cool. So I'm here, actually, uh, I was supposed to, you know, my daughter has been sick, but she's better. She's better. She's had a cough. And I went, you know, to and from the doctor, this and that. And uh, my wife had COVID last week. So it was just one of those situations. But now she's better, too. But three kids in her school have COVID, which they told us. And then you can't take her to school unless she has. You can't, she can't even get a rapid test saying she's negative. So yeah. I took her to school and then got, like, thrown into the principal's office with my daughter uh, saying she couldn't go into the classroom. And then, of course, that's it. Anyway, so she's home with me till we get the test back. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't even I mean, want her. In, if there's three kids that had COVID, I don't even want her in that, in, in that school situation. That's like, saying, that's like saying you had three kids in school who had a cold. Right. I'm not saying they're the same thing, but at that age, they're kind of the same thing. Dude, right? I, just can't, I can't wait for all this to be over. I just can't wait for it all to be over. It just feels like the last couple of years have been like a dream. It's like, you know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been some of the best moments of my life. I got to spend so much time with my kid and my family. And, and it also, you know, huge reflection. I shot three comedy specials and I'm working on a fourth coming yeah, out. Yeah, you had a pretty good pandemic, Adam. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not complaining. But I just, it's just annoying like that like one test isn't good. This test is good. This is not, it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's, just, it's just madness. But I'm actually feeling really good because I wrote a bunch of new jokes. I don't know how, how you feel, but if I write like 10, 20 new jokes and I do them and even if like seven work, I'm just in a better space in my life. I just feel happier. And uh, yeah. I, did, I did the dime bar on Tuesday and I did all these new jokes and fucking a lot of them worked, uh, which was awesome because like my biggest fear is that I think at every level that you can't write new jokes anymore, that you're just, you know, so uh, excited. Well, about you already that. wrote your best jokes. You already wrote your best jokes 
And now it's just you're going to write like shitty jokes for the rest of your life. Yeah, like you're just your best jokes are behind you. And that's that's always a fear. But and also sometimes it just takes, you know, that's the problem with, let's say, cancel culture is that people don't want you to like fail on the you write, you write 10 jokes and three work. Well, I mean, seven don't. And for whatever reason, they don't work. But people don't want to sit through the failure. They don't, no, you have to just, you know, you have to hit a home run every time. Otherwise, we're going to cut you. And guess what? There's no more baseball in that situation. So, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, I talked. But about- I feel like you're you're good. If a joke doesn't work, you're like, cool. Next joke. That joke right. didn't work. Fuck it. You know what I mean? But one of the jokes I wrote about, like, which I'm just, I'll just explain the joke is about. How, I don't mean I try this even gonna. So uh, I talked about how. Um, so I don't know, a couple things. I was like, number one about how my wife and I have her in separate rooms because of COVID, and I call the doctor and I'm like, how can we prolong this? <laughs> And then, and then, uh, you know, even with like the whole school shooting, I'm like, you never see a female school shooter because women don't want to end your life. They just want to ruin it. So I think that's, that's good. That, that's almost like a t-shirt. <laughs> a t-shirt. Um, and then I talked about how sports, not sports illustrated, um, Victoria's secret. Now they have a down syndrome model. You know that they have a model with down syndrome. I heard about that. Yeah. In in their catalog, which, you know, I'm all for like inclusion and everything. And I, you know, great. But like when I was a, a teenager, I used to like masturbate to Victoria's Secret catalogs. Like, you know, and, and I would feel guilty then. I mean, I can't imagine how guilty kids must feel now. Like, like what do you do? Like you get to that page. I, I, I mean, obviously you can't do it, but then you feel bad. Cause you're like, you're like, well, I have to, it's not, I'm not being inclusive. You know, you have to include people. It's just like triple the guilt here. So that, that people have been like, like covering their faces laughing on that one uh so <laughs> those are the best though right <laughs> that those are the best that was when i used to watch david tell back in the day and he would get the kind of laughter david tell people i don't know they don't realize how funny he he is or it still is but how he was there was a, a brief moment where every comic wanted to be david tell every 100%. comic every every east coast comic for sure they all sounded like him he would go out there and just murder. I mean, murder. And don't get me wrong. I'm not sure he was the ha- I used to live in New York City. I walk into a bar at two in the afternoon to go to, to use the bathroom and he would be there. I don't think he was a very happy human being back then. I think he's since, you know, been, but. but Oh, he's but, sober now, right? Yeah, he's sober now. But there was a time where he would just murder. I mean, f- like it, it was crazy. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't think he gets his, his like, just do because you don't hear about him that much anymore, but maybe because he was, came along before the whole TikTok and social media and this and that, but David tell man, like, and he, he just had a certain people. Oh, that's a David tell joke. That's a day. Oh, that's a, you know, I just wrote a David tell joke. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's when you can yeah, you yeah. have your own. No, there's a time I remember when like Jay Okerson was coming up and Jay's a great comic. Don't get me wrong, but like, there's a good five years where he was just doing like David Tell. He would oh. do the same thing. You had to show like Joe now. You know, blah blah blah. You know, he just would go oh. now. Rich, uh, Rich Metzger, Jay Oker said they were all they were all Kurt Metzger. This weird David Tell thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kurt Metzger. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm trying to write a, write a joke about the whole. Have you seen the new Calvin Klein ad? It's a pregnant. The new man. what? The new Calvin Klein. Oh ad. God. Yeah. <laughs> It's a pregnant man, right? And he's like with his girlfriend. And uh, like, who is this really for? You know, like, I mean, who, 
I understand. I understand why. I don't even know if I understand. Like, I've never put on Calvin Klein cologne. Like, hope I get knocked up tonight. You know, like my my ovaries are hurting. Like, who is who is this for? Like, what what is going on here? Like, what is going on? What do you think of the whole Amber Heard situation? I mean, it's inter- it's interesting because on one hand, people are saying it's a death knell for me too. But on the other, it just means I was going to actually tweet this. I was like, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a lot harder. You know, they say a lot harder for crazy women to be, whatever, um, acknowledged now. Or it's going to be, it's going to be harder for crazy women. It's not going to be harder for regular women. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'm not celebrating it. It's kind of like when people, men or people are celebrating this. It's like kind of like when Chris Rock was doing the whole joke about black people celebrating OJ. They're like, we, we did it. We won. He's like, I didn't get any OJ check in the mail. Like, like <laughs> men, are, men are celebrating this. And I'm like, what are we celebrating? Uh, I, think, I think it's like men are celebrating. Either the men who've been me too. They're like, oh, now people may not believe it what was said about me by these 47 women in sworn affidavits. Yeah. yeah. Or, or they think like, if anything comes out of the future, I'll be like, uh, your honor, this is Amber Heard part two. Right. I guess maybe they are celebrating it. I mean, he definitely didn't, I don't know who knows what really happened. You know, who knows? I still can't believe they're married 15 months. Like that's the whole thing. 15, all this should happen in 15 months. And it also, it also like you, I have this, you always think that when you get to a certain amount of wealth and, and that you're just happy, you're happy. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I was Johnny Depp. And you're like, man, like the pictures of him just like drunk or coked up or in the corner, miserable. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, and he marries like the hottest woman on the planet. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this guy has the life. And then you're like, whoa. But she definitely, I, I could tell that she obviously was, when she was like, I didn't punch you, I hit you. You're like, whoa, <laughs> this chick is out of her mind. She's out of her mind, but he's also, I don't think, innocent in a lot of this and yada, yada, yada. Not. So, um, I but, mean, nobody uh, comes off looking good. Yeah. And then my, my last bit I wrote, I go how I was driving with my kid in the car and there was this guy with tattoos, this big guy that kept honking at me. He's like, honk, 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 honk. And I'm like, great, this guy wants trouble. Right. So he pulled up next to me and he's like, yo, you got your daughter's iPad on top of the car the pink iPad. And I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I just judged what I'm such an idiot. And then he goes, give it to me. So, <laughs> uh, but dude, that's a, that's a clean one. When I can write a clean joke, a clean banger, it's like worth like 10. Oh, dude. It's the best. It's like, you know, if you can do a clean personal joke, yeah, it's personal clean and it kills. There's nothing better. Nothing better. Nothing, nothing better for me at least. Uh, so anyway, um, but yeah, I was thinking about, are you still touring with, uh, with Jeremy Piven? Speaking of, um, uh, he, he's doing a lot, of, he's shooting a lot of stuff right now. Got so it. I don't know. I, we, we, I think we have a date. We have a date lined up in another month or something. One of the funniest men. And every time I started me and Jeremy, we did a gig together in Iowa. When he first started doing comedy, I was, I was booking him everywhere. Like I got him his first like 10 headlining gigs. And yeah. uh, we're working together and, you know, working on his stuff. And, and I, first of all, I couldn't believe how good, like I, sometimes I would give him notes and he would just get it like, boom, 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 boom. But he, we, his uh, assistant would like book us on these airplanes. And I didn't realize in, in certain airports, if you're a celebrity, they'll pick you up and drive you to whatever terminal you want to go to. Like in like a, 
full on SUV, like government, oh, yeah. like they take care of you. So they don't, they don't want celebrities having to go through the airport. Right. And that's if like you call ahead yeah. and you plan and, it. And they also go on. Yeah. And they also like, they pre like before the military, before pregnant women, before priests, if you're a celebrity, you can get on the plane first. People don't know that. Oh, so anyway, so me and Jeremy didn't know that my real name was Adam Greenberg. Right. So we get off and we had, we had, we had a, a connected flight to, from, I don't know, we were going to Iowa. We had to connect in, I don't know where we were, let's say wherever we were, let's say Colorado or something. And, um, and he's in the first class that I'm in coach. And the, the guy's holding the sign saying Adam Greenberg, right? Because they don't want to say Jeremy Piven because then everyone know. So Jeremy doesn't know that's my name. So everybody has to walk. So he walks out with all his stuff and this and that. And it's like, you know, 500 term. It's like a huge, maybe Houston. I mean, it was like a huge airport. And then I go, Adam Greenberg, that's me. And he goes, oh, are you with Jeremy Piven? I go, I go, yeah. Uh, I go, oh, and then we couldn't find him. He'd already like, he was so far ahead of us that he was, he was gone. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll drive you. So the guy drove me like, and Jeremy had to take like, and then he was like, so annoyed. He's like, what are you telling me? I'm like, I didn't even know this thing existed. Like, I had no idea that you could get on a, like, that that was a thing. And he's like, Adam Greenberg feels like someone I should know. <laughs> so it's like, dude, I was, I was laughing so hard. Dude, there were so many like funny situations yeah. like that. Like, oh God, there was a, uh, that was the and, you know, people talk about white privilege. It's rich privilege, man. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, yeah. Rich, rich privilege, privilege is way better white privilege. Than any privilege. Rich privilege is like 100%. If you're, if you, yeah, of course. Rich privilege is a whole different situation. Um, but yeah, then, then there was a situation with Jeremy where like, uh, did, did I ever hear the, the whole Andrea story with him? Andrea? So like, so Andrea, you know, Andrea, she had, she was dating a guy that was like the head of like, Sly Stallone shop or something like all all he showed all special Stallone stuff all the Rocky stuff you know that shirt I wear that has like Rambo his mugshot so yeah. Jeremy's Jeremy's like I like that shirt I'm like oh okay I, you know Andrea got it for me from her boyfriend you know I, I, he's like I would like to get it right so I like I asked Andrea I'm like hey can you get Jeremy a thing she's like oh I'll ask my boyfriend so for the, first she goes uh my boyfriend loves Jeremy so uh, she'll give him 200 shirts or something, but, but he's got to plug it on his Instagram, Instagram or something. Right. So I was like, Jeremy, uh, uh, they want to give you 200 shirts, but you have to post about it. He's like, I don't want 200 shirts. I want one fucking shirt. Uh, so then I go back and I'm like, yeah, can you give him the one shirt and they'll post it? She's like, okay, well, uh, he has a script for him. Oh <laughs> God. Of and he course. wants him, he, he wants him to buy into a movie. <laughs> so then, so then not she surprising hits up, dude. she hits him up and she's like hey do you want to invest in my boyfriend's movie and uh he's like all i wanted was a fucking shirt right right so then like <laughs> i just want one shirt so then jeremy's at like whole foods and he was like dating a girl or something and he runs into andrea and he was like talking to another girl but like the girl he was dating they weren't together they were just like talking it was one of the things that we just started talking or something and then andrea but andrea knew both of them <laughs> so like so then andrea comes up to him and say hey uh jeremy like that, that shirt and starts talking about the shirt while he's talking and he, anyways so then she she goes back and like tells the other girl i jeremy was talking to some girl in whole foods so then he gets like dumped <laughs> He gets like dumped over the fucking shirt. Like all he wanted was like, oh my god, Rambo shirt. And now he's investing in movies. 
<laughs> he gets broken <laughs> up with. Dude, he told me the story. I was literally fucking crying. Like, it was the way he, you know, because he's one of those guys. He kind of is like a Larry David, you know, situation where it gets, he gets himself into these situations where you're just like, yeah, yeah, oh my, it's so oh my true. God, how do I, how do I get out? So I'm, I'm waiting for this girl to, to come on the, the, um, thing. I hope she's, uh, she gets it. So, uh, come on, Sam, you coming on? All right. So have you been watching the fight? You know, watch the fights this weekend. Um, I'm a piece of shit. I did not this weekend. Uh, well, last week, last weekend, there were no fights, but so you're not a piece of shit. Number one, uh, <laughs> but there are fights. Okay. Uh, first of all, Patty Pimblin. You know Patty Pimblin? I love him. He's a guy from England. He's, he got up to 205 pounds. Now he's trying to get back down to 155. He uh, went to 205? Like, yeah, like, he didn't, like, fight at 205. He's got fat. Like, he's just okay. been, he went to San Diego, and now he has to lose 50 pounds. He's, he's been partying too much. And he's fighting Jordan Leavitt. He's the guy, the monkey guy, the monkey king who, like, twerks after he fights and, like, starts <laughs> helping the, the, the ground. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, of course. So they're fighting in England, uh, which, by the way, he says if he beats Patty, he's going to get arrested for his celebration. I don't know what he plans on doing, but I, I guess. Anyway, so TJ Dillashaw said uh, that, you know, this guy's loving diabetes. He'll never be UFC champion with his work ethic about Patty saying that. Yeah, know, man. I feel Patty writes back. Is this fellow messing? TJ Dillashaw used to sell T-shirts with his fat face on it, saying Fat Tyler when he came out of camp. And don't forget your own past, you sausage. Cheating little juice head uh, would never have won a belt without them. Steroids, you fucking mushroom. Um, I just Whoa. like, I, I like how you call them, you sausage and a mushroom. <laughs> like, He's mixing food groups, yeah. Yes, uh, someone who's not a sausage or a mushroom is- What uh, goes good on a pizza is- Is this girl, Sam Hughes, on a three-fight winning streak, uh, <laughs> looking like a savage. Got to stop it with the last one. Um, and all your fights, you're the underdog. Everyone, yes. they, they all count you out. They're like, this girl's going to lose. And your last three, you have not lost. You've been coming out like a savage. What's going on, Sam? How are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling amazing. I'm at uh, just an amazing team with uh, Coach Safe and uh, Coach Charles. And, man, they've done wonders for my mindset, for just me changing my skill set base and just being more violent. Uh, so I attribute, you know, the change in camps to, to, the, to that. Now, is your old camp kind of salty, though? Because you keep th- I was worried that when someone thanks their new camp, is it a situation where your old camp's like, hey, fuck that. What about uh, have you got <laughs> old camp? I'll be honest with you. I have not talked to my old coach since I left. Um, so I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm sure I'm sure he's a little salty. I, I, he's, you know, it but, probably comes with the territory. But you but you were all in three in the UFC with them and now you're two and oh. So. Exactly. Uh, is it the, is it the caliber of training partners? Is that what the diet, what are they, how, what's the difference? Yeah, I think it is definitely just a higher level of training partners. Um, and just, man, I don't know if you've ever been to Fortis, but if you've like watched our practices, but it's just a different kind of level. It's the mindset and like just the, the level that coach holds all of us to it's, it's such an amazing thing. Um, so for me, I had not a lot of pressure, but just a little bit of more pressure that I put on myself to like prove it to like, Hey, I deserve to be in this training, uh, training room and be at Fortis. And I just want to make my training partners proud. 
Um, because I mean, if you talk to safe, he does not accept losing at all. So I was like, I don't want to come to Fortis and, you know, be an L on his record. That's not what I want. So all I want to do is go the rest of this year undefeated and just, you know, kind of change and show that, you know, I deserve to be there and, you know, I'm working my way to top 15. Well, one of your training partners I love, the girl, this girl, Jin Yu Frey, by the way, who, Bill, she's like a, a beautiful girl. Not that you're not beautiful, Sam, both of you, you know, very beautiful women. Uh, this girl's like half Korean uh, and she's also like a, an aerotech, I don't know what, she, a chemical engineer or something. What does she do? A scientist? Yeah, I think she's in radiology, like, uh, but she's smart as shit. She's, you're right. She's super pretty, super athletic. Like she's got all, you know, she checks all those boxes. She, Jen's an awesome training partner. I love going and training with her every single day. It's, it's amazing. And, she's and she fights at the end of the month, this month. She's fighting Vanessa Demopoulos, who was used to be a former stripper. And she's very proud of it. She's not even like, <laughs> yeah. not even what, so like the stripper versus the fucking radiologist. Strippers uh, are always proud of it once they become famous for something else. Yeah. You know right. I mean? And you know what's funny is we always give uh, Jen so much shit because it seems to be like, she always fights like these either like uh, OnlyFans or the strippers or <laughs> so it's like, why, why is she yeah. getting these girls? But it's super funny. The girl has a book out called The Stripper Bible. Like literally has a book out. Have you read it? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my tabletop. I got I just I I just listened to the audio book of it. (laughs) Good. I mean, but that was a girl. There's nothing but pictures. It was a girl you fought and you were winning. You were winning that fight against her. And then you just got caught with a triangle, right? Yeah. 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 Inverted triangle. So uh you know, I was watching out for uh, the leg locks because we were in like a weird position, but uh, I was up, I was winning four rounds to three and, you know, going into that fourth round. Um, Cause there was a 10, eight round, she had an illegal up kick. So I had a 10, nine, 10, eight, and then 10, nine round. So going into the fourth, it was like, I could have coasted, you know, fourth yeah. and fifth round and then had the, the, the LFA belt in, in my grasp. But you know, I wanted to take some risks and I wanted to show, you know, kind of showcase like an entertaining fight and kind of went the other way, but that's okay. So let me ask you about that. When you, when the triangle was first put on you, did Hold you on feel on. My danger? daughter uh, told me that her, uh, her cartoon pause. So you got, you guys talk amongst yourself. Keep going. Okay, great. <laughs> right. You know, we're talking jujitsu, which is what I love. So, yep. uh, cause you know, inverted, I got you saying, you're like, well, it wasn't a triangle because I wasn't just sitting there in guard with, you know, it was inverted exactly. so from a trickier position, right? Where you were defending your leg lock. But when she first set it up, did you feel in danger right away? Or was it, were you like, because usually when people set up the triangle, the first reaction is like, okay, I'll just break it or I'll get out of it. Or did, how quickly did it come on? Oh no, you're, you're breaking up. Yeah, I know. It? Sorry, say that again. Are you there? Yeah, I did. I, I was just curious, like, how quickly did that triangle c- come on? Because inverted triangle is a tricky thing to get on a pro, obviously. Yeah, it is super tricky. And uh, it came on really fast. Honestly, we were in such a weird position that, in my mind, I was okay because I was a little bit postured and I wasn't, like, there was nothing going on uh, as far as the neck goes. But I thought she was going to reach down and go for, like, you know, a knee bar or a heel hook or something like that. That was because I was in that position. And I was like, that was what my mind was going to. So I was like, but okay. You dropped your heads down. You dropped your hands down to get her legs. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, protect your legs. And then she shot up and then just closed it. And um, 
I, you know, I felt the curtains going and I was like, fuck it, just kill me. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to tap. You, 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 you didn't out. tap? You went out? Yeah, I just, I, went, I was out cold. I was out cold. I was like, I'm not going to tap. Now it says you're only a blue belt. Is this true? No, I don't know why it said that. Okay, so two things that kind of pissed me off my last fight. One, they said I was from uh, Everett, Washington, which is not true. Like, um, I lived there, but yeah, and I trained there for like five years. Um, it, but Dallas is home, um, training out of Fortis. And then two, they said I was a blue belt, but I'm a purple belt. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I was like, yeah. how, I, I never understood how people in the UFC are blue belts unless they just don't do any gi at all. It, right. Yeah. And they don't get, now you're from Iowa, right? So I assumed you were a wrestler. I'm like, oh, she's a wrestler, <laughs> Iowa. And the way you fight is like, you go for that, like you're a grinder, you know, it seems like your strength is in your grappling, your takedown, but you didn't wrestle. How the fuck are no. you in Iowa with no wrestling? <laughs> My cousin who lives in Iowa, he wrestled. He was like uh, this champ. He was a crazy uh, 115er um, in, uh, in Iowa, but he just graduated. Um, so I've got family that wrestles, but I never wrestled. I always wanted to. I tried out for the wrestling team in high school and they that said, and I was uh, living in South Carolina at the time. So they said, no, I wasn't able to do it. I tried out for the football team and I wasn't able to do it. Wait, so I ran track. Wait, first of all, I, I coach wrestling. Uh, I've coached wrestling for 15 years. I, I started high school. There's never in the history of wrestling that anyone got cut from the wrestling team. Like, how, <laughs> like you're on the team. Like it's literally the sport that anyone could make. How they do you- said no girls. At my oh, high school, they said no girls. Oh, yep. Oh, that's what I... That's bullshit. Well, that wasn't your cut. You were barred. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also bullshit because you, you could have went to like, like fought that, right? I mean, don't, couldn't. I mean, I could have. I went to, let's see, when did I go to? Uh, 2006 to 2010 in South Carolina. So I don't know. It was, it was weird. Um, it seemed like the coach did not want girls in the wrestling room at all. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll just do track and cross country and. That'll be good. And well, I, you were, I loved you were, it. Well, you, you did track in college. You were like a state champion track, right? I did. Yep. I was a state champion. And then um, I think I still have one of my, uh, one of the records at my uh, undergraduate degree at Wofford College. What, so, what, what, uh, what event? Uh, the 10,000, 5,000 and the steeplechase. So I think I still have the steeplechase record. Holy oh, shit. wow. I didn't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look it up. It's a crazy race. Like people are eating shit, like going into water pits. It's really fun to watch because it's a little less than two miles. Um, and there's eight barriers around the track. And then there's a big water pit too. So you have to jump on the barrier and then over the water pit. So the goal is to only have one foot wet the whole entire race. Cause it kind of slows you down and you don't really want to be in the water too much, but you know, it sounds like, it sounds like, a good, event, like people trying to sneak into the country. I think it sounds like a, <laughs> go right to those. And I'm and I'm half Mexican, so it kind of works yeah. out. Maybe uh, I'm good at it. 100%. <laughs> I figure you would you would thrive in that. Um, so, and then you you went to college for sports management. What a bullshit major that is, right? I mean, is that even a real major? Well, what, okay, so that was my master's. In all fairness, I got a double major in accounting and finance, and then I got my master's in sports management. So it was only half bullshit, I guess. Right. I mean, what do you, what do you study there? Like what, how to, how to be an agent? Yeah, basically. So that was, um, so all the research that I did prior to that, I wanted to be a division one college track coach. Like that's what I really wanted to do. But the thing that kind of like, uh, kind of detoured me away from that is I love to compete. And like, I was 
a little bit mad at myself whenever I was coaching these, these girls, because I was like, wait, I want to be in these races. I want to be doing these workouts, but it's like, I'm just giving them workouts and like basically making them really, really good. Um, and there was that still that drive inside of me that I was like, I don't think I'm done competing. And then, so that's whenever I actually moved to Washington and then found MMA and stuff. So it was well, kind of like, like a weird fire. So, so one of these girls, Bill, one of these freak athletes five years ago, she goes into a gym and now she's in the UFC with and killing it. Uh, Which is wild. I, it, I was like on a fast track. It like it blows my mind. I still think about it every single day. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? So, but, you a, I mean, uh, do you like girls or boys? Or can I ask that? Guys. Anymore? guys, guys. Okay. So do you, is it one of the things you got a boyfriend? He broke up with you. You're like, I'm getting revenge, bod. <laughs> you joined the gym. And then uh, is that what happened? Actually, it's like. The opposite. I've always been like, uh, I mean, I, I like guys, like I like to go on dates and stuff like that, but it annoys me whenever guys are like, uh, why are you always in the gym? Why, why are you doing this? Like, why can't we go on a date? And I'm like, just like, all right, I don't have time for this bullshit. I just want to be in the gym. And then they get jealous too, because like most of my training partners besides Jen, um, are guys. And then they're like, well, you're grappling with him. And I'm like, it's not like that at all. Like we're training partners. You, what are you out of your mind? So I have little patience for bullshit. So I mean, you got to yeah. date a fighter, though. Come on, hell no! Those really? guys are crazy. <laughs> Fighters are nuts, and there can't be like two superstars. You know, like it's such a selfish sport that you have to be like, okay, I've got to take my feelings away. I've got to take my emotions away and help them through their camp and stuff like that. And that's really hard. And so it's like can't have two superstars in a relationship. I don't know when that's ever worked. But yeah, so no, you no. got to, and then you got to be tough enough to be able to beat you up. Cause come on. Okay. So I, I will say this. I do have like my, my weakness is like CrossFit guys. Those are oh, my sorry. absolute weakness. I like love muscles. Like man <laughs> buns too? The man bun? No, 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 no. I oh. like short hair. No. Oh, short sleep, hair tattoo. uh, sleep tattoos. Okay. So you're dating yeah. now or are you single? I'm single right now. Nope. You're single and you're, and you're on Tinder. Or, <laughs> or no, else? I, I was on hinge, uh, whenever I moved to Dallas and I went on a few dates and stuff like that, but nothing really stuck. And I was just like, nah, it's not really for me. Um, so I just deleted it and I was like, I'm off. Let me just concentrate, be all in with the man stuff. So well, good the guys, it'll come. I mean, you're ripped, <laughs> you're shredded, you're good looking, you're Thank smart, you. you're funny. <laughs> You, you, you know, you're winning now, uh, which is good. Yes. Uh, always I, a plus. This is all, this is all good. Uh, but I, but I do wonder like, like where you would meet a guy. Cause you're for, you're, you're in the gym all day. And you're not on a dating app. So what, what are the, where do you at the, and where do you go? Like whole foods? Maybe, or? Honestly, it's really hard. Like Trader Joe's I'm always there. So like, Hey, if anybody's around Trader Joe's like pick me up. <laughs> Yeah, I would think Trader Joe's because if, if like the gym's off limits, but I don't know if the gym's really off limits. Because if you like CrossFit guys and they're at the gym, they just can't be fighters. But then exactly, and, just I, and I also have this philosophy where like don't shit where you eat because then it yeah. gets awkward. And I've seen so many bad situations where girls come to the gym, like sleep with guys, and then like and then it's awkward, and you're just like, ah, this is not what I want. Like, yeah, I know girls. Have, I know girls that have almost like closed gym. Like they went to one gym, they fucked like three different guys. And then they went to the rival gym, more dudes. And then they went to that. They fucked the training coach. It's just, it's just kept like, 
Yeah. It's, it's messy. It's so messy. It's just, just have that roll. Don't shiver you eat and you'll be good. You'll be good. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but then, then every girl that, that says, oh, I, don't, I would never get a guy at the gym. Seems like they're very flirty with the guys at the gym. It's almost like sometimes they're <laughs> Like almost like they're saying that to themselves so they can say it out loud, but they don't actually believe it. So I, I don't even I don't even know what the situation is. I knew I do know your fight. Talk about your fights. So the second to last fight, you were kind of getting a little lit up um, in the first round. In the first round, but yep. then you took him down, you took her down, and then you started beating the shit out of her. And it was one of those things where that's why I thought you were a wrestler. I'm like, this is an Iowa chick who got punched in the head and is just like, I'm going to take 30 punches. And then as long as I could beat you, that's why I, I honestly thought I had you totally pegged wrong. Uh, but yeah. That's okay. That, like, Hey, if you call me a wrestler, that's the biggest compliment because I haven't been sitting on my wrestling for very long, but Jen, I feel like is the best wrestler in the strawweight division. And I work with her on a daily basis. So it's like, I've just, whenever I came into Fortis, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to be a little sponge and just soak up every ounce of information that I can and just be a student and just learn. Um, and I think that's what I've done. And that's why you've seen this like exponential growth from me. Yeah. Jen's also one of those fighters. I think that like her record doesn't reflect on how good she is. And then the fights sure. that she's lost, it's just like, she just got caught a couple fights. She was winning and then just got caught in a submission uh, yep. where it was like, Oh, and then that was, and that was the fight. And yep. Sarah McMahon's like that. I think Michael Johnson's like <clears throat> that. There's a whole like, bunch of fighters where their records are just I don't even know how you teach that as a coach of like pay the fuck attention <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't know if it's ADHD or if people get bored in there or they get comfortable or what but it's just see that's the thing like as a comic you know I go on for 45 minutes and I gotta have a bad two minutes out of the set or three minutes yes. or whatever it is as a fighter like you have to be good the entire time, pretty much, especially if you're fighting, you know, someone who's a good grappler who could just end it like that or somebody would knock out power or whatever. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's funny that you say that, though, because um, that's always been my struggle is like I haven't started very fast because I, I feel like I rely so much on my cardio that it it's like an oxymoron a little bit because it's like, well, if you have really good cardio, you should start really fast because you're you feel safe in that three round fight. Yeah, but yeah. for whatever reason. I am very comfortable with my cardio, but I'm such a slow starter. And then I don't actually start warming up until round two, three, four or five. Like after it, that last fight, I was like, like, no, you have had, you, you had no amateur background, right? You have one fight or something. No, no, no. I actually had quite a bit. I had like, I was 10 and 0 as a kickboxer. And then I think I was like four and two as an amateur in MMA. Um, so I had quite a bit of fights. So what are you waiting for? What, this first round? I know. I know that it's funny you say that because coach safe, like he's always in my ass. He's like, what the hell are you hesitating for? Why are you doing this? I'm you like, need like a know, good, coach. you need to get punched in the face hard one time just to wake up. Bill, that so that's exactly right. More, like So it's funny you say that because I am like most comfortable after that first hit and I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. Now I'm awake. Now I'm ready to do this. <laughs> I, I think that's true with a lot of sports. People play football. They always say, would you get that first hit? You kind of wake up, replay soccer, you get the live tackle. Like you, yep. need, you need something like that. So maybe you need someone to punch you in the face before the before the fight starts. I think so. I think Safe would be happy to do it in the back. <laughs> do you, like, you think I that like the psychological it. element is is the biggest element? Uh, th like the missing ingredient in fighters who aren't champions? Is it all psychological? Like 50% yeah. of it? 
<clears throat> yes. I would say more than that. I would say like 80% is mental. And so many fighters are, you know, scared to get hit or scared to get punched. And it's like, I, I love it. I, I like thrive in that for whatever reason, I've like never done contact sports before. I was always a runner, always playing like softball or something. Um, so there's no contact, but, um, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why that I need that switch. Does the black beast train with you guys? Uh, no, no. He trains down in, uh, Houston. But you have uh, Yusef, right? Sadiq Yusef? I uh-uh. mean, Sadiq, uh, uh, no, not Sadiq. Uh, who, who, who are some of the guys that train over, over at Fortis? No, so like Ryan Spann, Alonzo, uh, oh, Minifield. Yeah. Um, By the way, Ryan uh, Spann, Ryan. Guy, I don't understand this guy. He, he, he went to the gym with his brother, his brother Box, and he would just go hang out. And now he's in the UFC, killing it. Like literally- who is this? Ryan Spann has no oh. background in fighting, like zero background. His brother, you know was, his brother was a boxer. Yeah, like, it's so funny to watch Ryan spar because he is like the most athletic person ever. Like he'll do like the most wild shit in sparring. You're like, oh my god, that big ass dude is doing all like those super athletic moves. Yeah, it's it's wild. He does, does he like, have no, I don't shit. understand. He and he was like 23, and he's like, yeah, my brother was boxing, and I'm like, yo, I, I could do this, and now he's in the <laughs> UFC beating like <laughs> fucking high level black belts and and and, and, and and he has like one move he has like i mean he has a couple moves but his, his standing guillotine is fucking insane nasty uh, and it's one of those things where it's like if he gets it you're done and that's how you want it he literally said before his last fight i'm going to hurt him he's going to take a shot and i'm going to guillotine him and that is exactly what happens exactly what happened yeah wow. i know it's the craziest thing i mean yeah and then the other yeah, guy, Men- the other guy, Menafield, uh, who's fighting this week, by the way, he's a guy that literally was in like nine different group homes with, with his brother uh, growing uh, up. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know this. He probably did. Uh, and there was a, a Christian family from Nigeria took him in. Him and his brother uh, taught him like to read schools, this and that. And then they, wow. he was amazing at football. And he got yeah. a football scholarship to like a D2 or D3, almost went pro. And then that didn't work out and they started fighting. And now he's another freak athlete. Uh, yeah. The UFC doesn't tell any of this fucking, they, they have an article they'll put about it. And like, like anyone's going to read the fucking article. Like it's literally right. like, this is what they should tell people. Like if I, I wish doctor, that they would say more about that because that is so interesting. And I had no idea about any of that. And he's the nicest, <laughs> nicest guy uh, ever. And he's one of those dudes. He's one of these guys that I used to watch him in LFA. And it would be like one punch over. Like he has like, he can knock you out with a jab. One of those dudes that like yep. jabs. That's uh, like Jeff Neal too. Jeff Neal's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Neal's the guy I keep losing money on because like he destroys everybody, but then they keep putting him against karate guys. He can't figure yeah. out the karate guys. He, he loses to like Wonder Boy. And I think he lost to, was it Luke he lost to? Or somebody he lost to that was like, I was like, fuck. Like th- those are the hardest guys. To, to, to beat are those guys that are just so fuck they don't engage and they just if you play their fucking game you're gonna lose uh and, and it's because you can't bring in a guy to do what wonder boy does or right. do what mvp does i mean you can maybe bring in a karate guy but he's not gonna <laughs> mma so it's just it's uh crazy uh who, 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 yeah. else, or who else is it for us um let's see who else is there um yeah uriah hall um Dude, Uriah Hall. I, I served with all these guys. So Uriah Hall he's, is he's, nice he's super nice. Dude, yeah, he's, like, he's super 
everybody there is so nice. But like, once you see them spar, they're just like, a bunch oh, yeah. of savages. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love that environment because everybody's like smiling and stuff like that. But then once training it like starts, everybody's like, okay. I felt so bad in my hall. Me and I are friends, right? He came to my comedy show and he's like, I should be offended by your, all your jokes, but you made me laugh. So I, I'm like, <laughs> that's stand-up comedy, dude. Yeah, that's the best compliment you can get as a comic. So so yeah. after the MMA awards, right? And Israel Adesanya won like 10 awards, right? And I'm sitting with Uriah Hall and people keep coming up to him and congratulating him on winning these awards. Oh and and he didn't he didn't put two and two together, and he's like, "Why the fuck does everyone keep saying congratulations?" <laughs> and I was like, "Hey man, like, not me, not like I don't think this, but I think that everyone thinks that you're a style bender." And he's, the look of disappointment in his face was just like. <laughs> Oh, uh, like, I didn't want to be- I would have been pissed too. It's a oh, haircut. Yeah. yeah, the same haircut, Uriah. That's what it is, the haircut. Oh my, right? oh my God. I felt like, I was like, yeah, man. Like, I think they think that you're- Like, I was trying to, like, I mean, what a, people- but Saying the like, best way possible. Oh, because I was like, I felt bad, but people kept telling them like, and not even like, congratulations on being like, hey, good winning fighter of the year. Like it was specifically, there was no way around what people's intentions were. And I, oh man, I, I felt so bad for Uriah Hall that day. Yeah. I, you know what? I was really, I was really disappointed because uh, the Estella Nunez fight. So my first fight with Fortis, um, we were supposed to be on the same card and I was like really looking forward to it. But then uh, he ended up having to pull out of the fight. Um, but I, yeah, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, he's a great <laughs> guy. He's one of those dudes that, like, I um, just a, a real gentle soul, like Uriah Hall. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. sort of like a, just a nice human being. Um, yeah. I, 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 I wrote a joke today about how I went to the uh, to get my dog groomed and Pat Barry was there. Because uh, you know, <laughs> I, I laughed really hard at that. Yeah, I and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Pat and Rose follow me, and I'm like, <laughs> Fuck you! Like I, I, it's only a matter. And like I'm friends with like all their tra- Tisha and all that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you know. But what are you gonna do? It, it's one of those things. Where I'm like, it's a good joke, you know. It, like <laughs> one of those things where I'm like, that's that's the hard part about being friends with people. And and then writing funny jokes is like, uh. See, so you're like, man, the joke has to be funny. Where like I think if he saw that, he would he would be annoyed but laugh. Yeah. If people, if people could be annoyed and laugh. That that's and it's a, it's, it's a win. It's a win. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a win. Um, I'm, I'm really tired of like, like I, I love comedy. Like I'm always watching stand up and stuff like that, either on Netflix or, you know, finding stuff on YouTube. And I'm just so annoyed with like people that get so sensitive about jokes. And it's like this, you understand, like you came into this, that like they're jokes, whether they're, you know, it's, it's, it's all weird. jokes. It's, it's okay. Weird. It's going to be okay. It's, it's, it used to be like people, people will get like offended that they weren't offended. You know, you know, now it's to the point where like, I'm going to tell you how to do your job. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait a minute. That's not how this, how like this, this goes, you know? Right. But I just, you know, whatever. I, I had a, a woman making a complaint at the Laugh Factory and uh, they go, oh, I thought he was going to be like Ellen. And I'm like, well, because I have the same fucking hair. Like, why would I possibly like be like, like they really said it would be like Ellen. I'm like, first of all, if I was like Ellen, I would shit on everybody. That it's always the nicest people that like you think are yeah. the, the biggest assholes behind the scenes. Like I, I had yeah. heard Ellen for years. I heard she was a, a, years. Tyrant, a tyrant. And somebody pointed a comic, said it on Howard Stern, and then got like a a letter saying they're going to be sued. 
because uh, he, he yeah. worked with them and he said that she's horrible. She adopts dogs and gives them back when they pee. Like oh she's like one thing after another, just like the worst. Oh shit. Ever. Yeah, and they said it on Howard, and then people were like, uh, he got like, by the way, you're gonna be sued for twenty million dollars if you don't detract these statements and this and that and yada yada. Oh, yada. By the way, real quick caveat on that: when I was at the Laugh Factory ten years ago, this guy was just grooming like. 12 people. I go, are you guys work together? I go, yeah, we're part of a group. I'm like, what's your group? He goes, it's called After Ellen. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we're all people who used to work for that fucking bitch, Ellen DeGeneres. We all get together every Friday and hang out and tell stories. I couldn't oh believe it. This was like 10 years ago. But I was like, yeah, After Ellen. There's a whole group in LA called After Ellen. It's like 30 people. Is it like, is it like public? Did they tell these stories to like an audience or is it like closed? No, Cause just, I would love that. to go see that. It's yeah. Just, it was, uh, I mean, maybe they're open now, but it was a closed group at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there was a comic I used to open for who was like, like happy dad, married guy on TV. He like one, he was on an NBC show where he was, and dude was like, little would ask me, Hey man, can I use your room to go fuck a prostitute? My wife's coming onto the hotel. Like, like the, the worst like coked uh, out of his mind, just like the God. Yeah, and I can't wait for you to tell me who it is after the podcast, Adam. And then my jokes were all about like you know banging strippers, and I was like loyal fucking comedian, guilty got you know kid. It was like complete opposite of what you thought on stage, you know. Yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, I know I know so many comics, and so many times I would love to be like, hey, you're the biggest asshole in the fucking world, and everyone knows it. But I'm like. You don't actually win by tearing anyone else down, so fuck it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Sam, who, who, who do you want to fight next? Man, that's a good question. I don't know, but it's funny because I've, mar- I've already been, you know, uh, off of fight week for like two weeks now, and I've already got the itch again. I'm like, okay, I was gonna enjoy some time just training stuff like that, but now like I'm like, okay, who am I gonna fight? I don't know, but I think safe is just like, okay, let's just take this time and build a little bit more, and then um, maybe by the end of the summer, maybe early August, um, hopefully sooner than later. But yeah, I definitely do want maybe like two more fights this year. That would be amazing. You see this guy's fight, Eric Anders. Yes. Yes. You know what? He's at, is so it was funny. Cause, uh, Hey, Eric, how's it going? What's going on? <laughs> I was just about to say, we, uh, were on the same flight whenever we came back uh, from Vegas to Dallas. So that was pretty cool. That was like the first time I've ever like actually talked to you in line or whatever. He, he had anal leakage from getting fucked so hard by uh, the <laughs> judges. I don't know if you saw that. But uh, anyway, it's Sam, so you're the best. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Sam Hughes MMA. Thank you so much, Sam. Take care. Hey, thanks so Sam. much for having me on. Anytime. So we got uh, Eric Anders here. Oh, I think I pressed the wrong thing. This is, I'm supposed to, rep- I'm like reporting her. Anyway, so Eric Anders is here. Don't report. Uh, one of my friends, Badass fighter, national champion, football player, a guy who won his fight. I don't care what anybody says. He won that fight. Uh, how you feeling, Eric? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, you know, back on the horse, training, you know, getting ready for the next one, keeping it moving. Do you consider this about a loss or no? Uh, my paycheck reflects so. So, yeah, it's no. <laughs> yeah. Now, you definitely, I thought you won two out of three rounds, arguably won three rounds. You went for the like 75 takedown attempts. Did someone have a bet with you? They're like, hey, I bet you can't do a hundred take. Did you learn wrestling last week or something? It seemed like you just were like, that was your new toy. And you're like, fuck it. I'm going to go for takedowns. Were you trying to tackle the guy? Like, what, what? Man, I, I was really just trying to control the fight. You know, I really wasn't 
I wouldn't consider those takedown attempts just because I grabbed the guy's legs, you know, just kind of trying to control distance. And, you know, he, he was, you know, uh, not moving backwards a whole lot. So we were pretty close. So you know, I just trying to put him on the cage a little bit, uh, beat him up. Uh, 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 ask some questions, Phil. <laughs> yeah. all, right, all right, all right. So, what is your what is your fight background? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I've just met you, so. Man, I don't you know, have. You're a, you're a football player first, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of like a brawler, you know, who's learning how to fight, you know. Yeah. So, what was your what was your first transition from football to what? Like, you went to kickboxing or Muay Thai or? No, I actually tried jujitsu first. And it, uh, oh, shit. But he wasn't you know, a whole it, he was a national champion in Alabama. This dude I has know. a fucking ring. He has he he was one of the best. There's pictures of him with the whole the whole squad uh celebrating. And, I mean So what happened? Did you get in a fight in a parking lot one day and someone choked you out? You're like, I want to learn that shit. Nah, uh, not really. That did happen though, to be honest. You know, I've gotten like a big like uh well one, I really found MMA just because I was uh you know, just bored, frustrated, and wanted to blow off some steam. So I walked into the gym, started training to fell in love. But uh, I remember one time I got in, like, dude, it was like a big, like, 30-person brawl uh, in a parking lot. And this big muscle dude, uh, he, he didn't jump on my back, but he was behind me. He, like, grabbed me around the neck. And he was like, chill out, chill out. And I tried to, like, you know, flex and bust out. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm stuck. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. And he let go. And I ran back in the fight, and that was kind of like my first um, experience with. I don't, we really wouldn't call it jujitsu, but you know, kind of getting choked out. By the way, Eric, yeah. my, my my daughter's home sick, so I had to change the. Uh, I had to put on the cartoon. That's why I left for a second. Um, uh, Daddy like, daycare, huh? She's like my cartoon <laughs> ended on uh, on Netflix, so I have to. Anyway. Um, by the way, no, here's what happened. So he was a stud. He was obviously one of the best football players in high school and college. Then he, he, uh, he didn't make the NFL. He tried out for the CFL. He, he played like one game in the CFL. It didn't work out for him. Then he's back home working for UPS uh, with, his, with, with his girl, who's this hot Brazilian, who's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to marry this fucking stud. Football, I can't let him be this guy. So he's, he's getting fat. He's getting in. He lives in South Carolina, putting boxes away. It's like, fuck this. He joins the gym and Walt Harris is at the gym. Well, Harris beats the living fuck out of him for day one fucking sparring beats the shit out of him. Right. And he's like, I can't let this fucking huge black guy fuck me up. I got this. Then he goes back. He learns jujitsu, learns striking six years later in the UFC. Am I right? Is that sort of what happened? It's fairly accurate. But um, I, I was single at the time. And oh. if I had had if I had known my wife uh, back then, you know, it, she probably would have saved me a lot of. Start heartache and uh, <laughs> oh, you know, so your, your, wife, your wife wasn't with you when you were working at UPS. <laughs> no, well, I was working at a uh, I was a customer service representative working in an office making like eight bucks an hour or so, kind of, but you know, actually, UPS yeah. I was a lot better. A lot His better wife is work. like a Brazilian butt model, she's fucking like jacked. She's totally hot, like, and she's on Instagram all the time. She unfriended me. I don't know what happened, but uh, but I, 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 I still follow. You got tired of you sliding in the DM. Yeah, she got she got, got tired of the dick pic. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, now, uh, now, now, your last fight was something off because you were hitting them hard. But normally, you hit fucking, you hit guys, they go down. Were you, were you feeling all right? Was that were you hundred percent? 
Um, I kind of, I just tried like a new strength and conditioning, uh, people, you know, I really didn't feel as strong as, or as powerful as I usually am. I uh, just found out my meniscus is torn again. So, you know, um, you know, when, when I'm hurt, I, I tried to like ignore that shit, you know, uh, I just keep telling myself I'm not hurt. It doesn't hurt. And then eventually the pain goes away. Um, but it did not work out that well it looked but, like honestly i hate to say it I, I gotta be honest it looked like you were injured a little bit and you were still better than him that's how good you are but i could tell something like you were you were a little bit slower i don't i could something was off a little bit am i right yeah 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 i, I think that's accurate i haven't gone back and rewatched the fight or anything so but you know just you know when you when i'm in the fight i remember things that dude i fit him a lot <laughs> and he's still out of speed like fuck yeah you know? Yeah, but but that's how good you are because it looked like I'm like fuck. I think either today was his off day or so he's nursing an injury or shoulder or something or then that makes sense with the meniscus. You couldn't get full full fucking. You couldn't you know. I mean, I, I felt good, you know, outside of like, you know, I felt uh, yeah, I just didn't quite feel as like strong or powerful um, like I usually feel. But you know, as I was pretty light, so usually I'm like two twenty, two twenty five. Going into a fight, and I just feel like too heavy, so it's hard to move sometimes when you're when you're that heavy. Um, but I was only like two fifteen um, going in, so you know I, I felt good. You know I wasn't tired. Um, just you know, well, you it is what it fight. is. Going you still won the fight. fight, even at eighty percent. You still won the fight. I don't care what he says. Uh, now, um, are you training with uh, with John Jones and those guys? When he's in town, yeah. What's that like? Uh, it's good, man. He's an extremely humble person in person. Um, and he's just willing to, you know, let you pick his brain and, you know, find out what makes him great. What do you think you can take him? Dude, if you watch him train in the gym, man, it's, you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't think that's like the greatest of all time, to be honest. But then you turn on like this highlight reel and look at his resume, you'd be like, Ooh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. The, that's the greatest of all time, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's awesome. So you're, he's he's over at fight ready. You're at fight ready, and John Jones walks in. Now is it one of those things where is it like was it like in Rocky when the champ walks in, and everybody wants a piece of him? Nah, everybody knows what's up, man. Everybody's seen that guy fight. They all know what he's capable of. So do they have a meeting uh, with you guys? Like, hey, you guys are not allowed to ask him to go party afterwards. Nobody <laughs> get his number. Uh, did, did he have people around him to protect him from some of you guys? He, he did not to like protect him from the fighters because I, mean, I think fighters are probably some of the most respectful people outside of, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a handful that are, that are assholes, but that's like any de demographic, but the, the number of assholes are way lower, I think, uh, with fighters. So he did have like uh, his strength and conditioning coach was there. Um, I'm not sure like if he was there to police him or. Yeah. yeah or what his deal was but you know i think everybody was extremely respectful and you know uh sat down like not like intimate conversations but like you know when was the last time you did this or when was the last time you did that and you know he it said it's, it's been a while and you know he's not really into the partying too much anymore but good for him because he is the greatest of all time and you want to see a guy like that succeed you know obviously people a lot of people say different things some people say he's like the most humble down to earth guy. Other people say he's he's out of control, but who knows what to believe. When's um, his next fight? Is it planned yet? He's supposed to fight uh Stipe. In September, right? Yeah. September. Man, that's a tough fight for Stipe. I mean, 
which is crazy because you 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 think that that guy ex heavyweight champion would beat the guy at two hundred five, but I don't know, man. Well, man, the thing is, like usually when you jump weight classes, it's like a stature issue, you know. Um, I think like the average eighty five er is you know like six foot six one, then you go to two hundred five, and they're six four, you know. Um, across the board, you know, John Jones is six four, so you know he can carry the weight uh, well. It's not like he's fat you know, holding the weight. Um, and he's taller, if, just as if not as tall and long as the other guy. So, you know, I think that he'll be able to do damage at, at heavyweight. Now, uh, some fights coming up. Because this is going to come out Monday. Because I'm, I'm on a cruise ship next week working. So I'm going to put this out Monday for this week, uh, which will be the following week. Uh, Calvin Qatar versus Josh Emmett. Who do you like? Uh, I'm going to go with Calvin. I think he's like the more skilled fighter and he's not just looking for that one bomb but we all know that if Emmett touches you then you know, that could be the end of the day for you uh bill i mean i'm just going to agree because i don't know those fighters that well <laughs> all right donald cerrone versus joe lozon oh my god um, i'm gonna go with joe uh, i think that actually you know let me go with cowboy because i think like his his striking is is much better than lozon's and he's good on the ground so I think that uh, they're both aging fighters, but uh, I think Cowboy's still got it in them. Uh, you, Bill? Uh, I got to go with Cowboy just for sentiment reasons. I want him to have one good Spawn Song song before he leaves. I, th I think yeah. he's going to fight two more times, so he's got this two one. Two more times? More. Yeah, because I think he said he wanted to get to 50 fights, and he's at 48. So. Well, I he like Cowboy, but then the interview he, he did where he said that when he fought Connor, he just wanted out of there. He's like, he's like, I saw an opening and I took it. That that bothered me on like a hundred levels. Number one, it bothered me because I paid for that fucking fight. <laughs> about everybody in there. That's, that's, hey, you played yourself. That's where you fucked up. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, well, there was some great fights there, but at the same time, you look, I mean, if people come to my comedy show, I owe it to them to give it my best effort. I, I can't, sure. I'm not going to like, oh shit, <clears throat> I have COVID and walk out. You know what I mean? <laughs> come on. So I expect the same from Cowboy, you know, um, even if it's true, don't tell everybody that. You yeah, know, yeah. Fucking tell everybody that. Yeah, tell, tell your wife and leave it at that. You, don't even tell, <laughs> yeah, right. And then the whole thing with Anthony Smith, are you following that debacle? Mm -mm, Anthony Smith was at a, was at the fight that he fought John Jones at, which, by the way, like, I think he was like he had all kinds of injuries going to that fight, Anthony, and and then still could have won the belt, and then, like didn't push yeah. that. pretty damn cool of him, but I guess his mom was in the the seat, and Cowboy and Dan Bolzarian were drunk and took the <laughs> mom and, and kicked the mom out of out of out of, out of her seat. So according to Anthony Smith and Cowboy is saying it's bullshit. I was in Dana White game that that never happened. So now they're going back and forth about uh, him kicking. Oh, and just fight about fucking they're two fighters. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah. So Cowboy, the first thing Cowboy said to me when I met him was roast me. I'll fuck you up like that. That's that was what he told me. And I was like, really? Yeah, and I was like, bro, say no more. And then he started laughing, and he was, like, really nice about it. He came to my show and yada, yada. But uh, He told me to stay black. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was pretty – Uh, it was in Dallas. I think Woodley had fought the, the British cat. Uh, for oh, Darren Till. Darren Till, yeah, yeah. And I was at a bar. Diego Sanchez was there, who is, like, super weird. Uh, <laughs> of course. Dude. 
because he was, you know, he had said something to me online about like wanting to train together and this had a third, uh, Diego. And then I saw him and I was like, Hey dude, you want, you know, you want to train? He was like, if it's in God's plan. And then just looked at me and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's God's will or some shit like that. And I was like, I have a question. How often do the UFC fighters date the ring girls? Is it just Diego? How many yeah, ring girls no date the UFC fighters? Uh, Cerrone too. too. I, think, uh, I think it was more back in the day. I think I think it was more yeah. back in the day when it was, but dude, I got off a plane one time in Toledo, Ohio, and there was nobody in the airport. And I just tore my ACL like three days before that. And I was in denial about it. And I got off like three flights, which you got to sit like, and the first person, the only person in the airport was me and Diego Sanchez at baggage plane. And I was like, I thought I was like dreaming. I'm like, I think I took an ambient. Like, I thought this was like an ambient fucking whatever. I'm like, Diego Sanchez, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm speaking at the church tonight with v- with Vitor Belfort. <laughs> they hired us to go speak at a- I can't think of two guys <laughs> like, who should not be like, I mean, what church? I, I, w- I wish they had video of that church. Like, <laughs> you should have went. You should have canceled all your plans. But like, dude, what? I'll be there. I have to find <laughs> you guys are going to talk about. <laughs> Uh, so Kevin Holland, which by the way, somebody said he must have one of those like police things where he goes and like, cause this is the third thing that like, all right. So Kevin yeah, Holland, he set that shit up himself. So there was a guy, a gunman that like was going to kill 30 people and he tackled the guy. Right. Which I wrote a joke. It was his first takedown. And then he got mad and I had to like apologize <laughs> to him. And like, uh, he's like, not, nah, he was, I guess we're cool now. Um, I guess. And then, Something else happened. He, somebody was stuck under a bridge or under a, a truck and he lifted the truck last week. Like, like, yeah. like, I'm like, dude, when I heard that, I was like, dude, he got to be setting this shit up, dude. He's, he's calling these people be like, hey, I'll give you the bag if you come and I'll beat you up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay for your lawyers or something, dude. I'm like, God damn. So he's fighting Tim Means, by the way, who uh, once not who once passed out in like a sauna. And, and I made like eight jokes that we, and someone wrote sauna on his like wiki page, like, <laughs> like, like he lost That's to like, losses. Yeah, he lost to a sauna. Um, he also went to jail one time and he, uh, he said, he, he said that the guys would masturbate, that they would put like something in their, like in their door, like a towel in the door to let other prisoners know like, Hey, don't go in. By the way, mayhem update. People ask about mayhem. He's in jail. He's looking at a couple of years right now. But I think he might join the, the fire department in jail. I guess they have a fire department for prisoners. Really? And then you get time and a half to learn uh, to become a fireman. So that's good. Good for him. Back, back to Kevin Holland versus Tim Means. You rehabilitated. <laughs> uh, Tim Means, Kevin Holland. It seems like uh, Kevin Holland is his, his uh, Achilles heel is wrestling. Tim Means is a wrestling coach, but he's not really, he just gets in these fucking wars all the time, which would only, I think, you know, favorite Kevin Holland. So I'm picking Kevin in this fight. Eric, you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Kevin Holland, man. You know, he's the younger guy. He throws like volume. Um, so I think he'll be able to keep Timmy's off. But Timmy's is crafty, dude. Don't get it twisted. But I yeah. think that uh, Kevin Holland just has that pop. You know, he's putting cats out at 85, you know, um, probably do the same at 70. Right. Yeah. This is also Timmy's also. Long in the tooth, as they say. Uh, yeah. It's not his prime, but I hope he wins. Joaquin Buckley, who hates Kevin Holland. Oh, hates Ke- Yeah, he said that I know who Kevin Holland really is. So now they, they don't like each other. Joaquin Buckley. I don't, think, I don't think he likes many people. I always hear him beefing with, like, James Krause, Kevin Holland. 
and a few other cats. So I think that uh, he just may not like a lot of people. Well, maybe I that's think, how he wants to get press and publicity. I think he was looking for sparring partners and he put like an ad out on Facebook. Like, I'll give anyone a thousand dollars to spar with me. Like anyone, um, which like, is that the best way to find? I mean, that seems like probably try to find another professional to, <laughs> to spar with. He's fighting. Any, ju- any junkie will take that. Yeah. Right. Number one. But also don't people don't want to like you can get hurt, get hurt or someone goes for a leg lock or, you know, people with nothing to lose kind of a thing. So um, he's fighting Albert Durayev. I don't know anything about Albert. Do you? OK, so we'll skip that one. No, uh-uh. uh, Julia Marquez, uh, who has a uh, is a good guy. He has a podcast with a porn star um, who loves fighting. What's her name? The um, Kendra. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendra Lust. Uh, who's very hot. I don't think Julian fucked her, um, which, come on, dude, like, step it up. But that's, I guess, the <laughs> well, I mean, he, he did have a shot with Molly Cyrus and he fumbled that, so. He, oh, shit. He completely fumbled it. Dude, this fucking <laughs> idiot, right? <laughs> After, it was Valentine's Day. After he wins this fight, he goes, Miley Cyrus, I want to my Valentine, right? So Miley responds, right? Hey, shave your beard, and I, I'm, and it's, it's, it's a, a date. I call him. I'm Julian. Hello? Dude, she fucking responded. Who? Miley Cyrus, you fucking mom. <laughs> no, she didn't. Right? She did, right? And then he goes, I'm not shaving my beard. He goes. Uh, I think he just had to shave her initials in his chest. Hair. Oh, right, right, right. Shave her initials in his chest. Yeah, yeah, right. He had to write MC in his chest. I'd bet that's in person. Fuck it. <laughs> Boom, calligraphy. What a fucking. What, what language do you want? I mean, talk about like. That's the guy who's like gets the hot chick and she spreads her legs and then he leaves the room. Like, what the fuck was he thinking? Like, right? I mean, he called her out. Like, so they never had the date, huh? Never had the date. And it, and he did it that night. That could have that could have like he could have got so much money and sponsorship or this and that. That could have helped him. Yeah, dude, what is he doing? Uh, Darren is his celebrity girlfriend. Fucking Darren Wynn, by the way, is fighting Phil Hawes. This should be a good fight. So Darren Wynn is like Cormier's favorite fighter. He looks just like he's like short, fat, black, and little hands. And he, but he's an amazing wrestler. The guy could just throw you on your foot. Like he's one of those guys that just like everything that you, you think is like this is guy's not going to be the best athlete, and he is the best athlete. Yeah, yeah. He's fighting Phil Hawes. Should be a good fight. Who would like in that fight? Um, I'm gonna go with Deron Wynn. I think it's wrestler versus wrestler. He's definitely got the stamina. Phil Hawes kind of shows that he'll get tired over you know the course of a fight. Um, and I think that he's just gonna keep pressing the action and he can take a shot too. So I'm gonna go with Deron Wynn. Uh, also on this card, uh, Tony Kelly, who he's the guy everyone got mad at because his girlfriend Andrea Lee was fighting a Brazilian. And he's like, they're a bunch of cheaters. You knew they were going to cheat. They're fucking Brazilians. Eric, <laughs> you having a Brazilian wife? Did your wife get this, Man, this is a strike, too. And it's not really on her on this one. But, you know, she. I think her picker is broke. Like, all the guys <laughs> that she goes with, they do some outlandish crazy. The other dude is clearly, like, racist. He had, like, neo-Nazi tattoos. I don't know them, so. But yeah. I've been in the locker room with Tony Kelly. Like, he didn't seem. He's a good guy. To mind Brazilians, you know. But. Um, what he said was a little he uh, said Brazilians are, could he, be taken out of context. Cheat. He basically said that they're a bunch of cheaters. I mean, that, that, yeah. they're, dirty, they're dirty cheaters, which I don't know. I mean, I, I think he was just trying to fire her up, but this, yeah, sure. You gotta, but you got to whisper this shit. Like, like, yeah, first of all, I mean, maybe that's not the thing you want to fire her up, <laughs> but if you're, if you're going to say it, like, hey, you know, like, don't, you know, you're being filmed. 
right? I mean, or uh, like you know, he said he was just talking about like her specifically. So you know, I think maybe he could have worded it like he knew she was gonna be a cheater. Your Rosa Ruzo was you know a dirty cheater or whatever. Then right. you know, I think it's okay, but. If yeah. you single out in a whole like ethnic group then a race of people, then it's not it's not a good look. Not no, a good look. No, not not at all. Not at all. Uh, all right. So finally we got the killer gorilla who you you you, you train with, right? No, he trains at the lab. I'm training fight ready. Um, UFC 276, by the way. We're skipping to July 2nd. He's fighting Israel Adesanya. The guy looks huge right now. I mean, I saw a picture. Yeah. Um, definitely muscular and obviously that doesn't always necessarily translate to being a great fighter, but I didn't think he was going to win versus a lot of his fights. I didn't think he was going to beat, uh, Derek Brunson. Um, and he's, I mean, I think Derek won the first round, right. And then he just came out and just almost murdered him. The, uh, the, the thing is with that dude is man, he used to be a heavyweight, you know, uh, be a heavy guy. So, you know, that power, like you keep that, uh, as you move down. Uh, and the problem is I think that nobody manages range better than Adesanya. So I think, you know, his arms are like deceptively long, but I think he's going to have a hard time closing the distance against uh, Adesanya. Have you trained with him? No, neither one of them. Never. By the way, so I don't know if you know this, Bill. So Arizona, for some reason, is like the mecca of fight camps. Okay? It's, all, it's all cougars, uh, swingers, <laughs> and fight camps. That's what best brings the fighters, right? Like, shit. <laughs> Dude, and they're all and they all go from like fight ready, which is like him, Cejudo, the uh, the Pitbull brothers, John Jones, the Korean zombie, like these like studs. And this guy, Eddie Cha, who used to be over at uh, at, at the fight lab, which has the killer gorilla, Sean O'Malley, a bunch of other guys that are really good. And then there's another one of like Ryan Bader's camp, uh, which. Oh, uh, yeah. Power, I think it's called. Power MMA. And then. Uh, what's O'Malley has his own camp in his garage, sort of, and they all like get mad at each other and leave camps and then go to the other camp. Not all of them, but enough of them are like they go back and forth. It's the weirdest. It's like four hundred. Like if you're gonna be a fighter, go to Arizona because go to go to Scottsdale, Arizona because there's so much talent in that situation. It's better than Vegas. I don't think there's a better place for fighters to be than Arizona. It's, it's all hot chicks. Uh, super hot, you know. You know, people don't get tired because it's 125 degrees in there, and uh, and fighters, Am I right, Eric? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty accurate. It's insane. Do they have like like over school? Like, fucking hate the other school, or our fighters get it? I think what he asked is, you guys ever like dojo storm? No, I think the fighters get it. As far as I know, like I hang out with some cats from the lab like uh casey kenny and, and uh like the car close like i think yeah. they you know it is kind of it is what it is and you know um business is business and you know the coaches have their thing and then the fighters do their thing he keeps going back and forth the car he keeps like leaving he's like i'm leaving and going into that and then, then he then he Take, I'm taking my girl with me and I need to go back. And, uh, but yeah, but uh, I, your car is awesome. He, so, so is Casey Kenny. The funniest is when she fought Felice Herrig and they both fingered each other, like not like they like gave her the middle yeah, yeah. It was two <laughs> hot chicks giving each other the middle finger in the middle of the octagon. Like, for, like it was kind of, it was hilarious. Uh, Sean Strickland, who got kicked off Twitter for going off on transgenders, saying some, some pretty 
out there, outlandish shit. Yeah, but um, I thought Elon Musk bought Twitter and he was going to let people have freedom of speech. Now, what's up? What's going on with Elon? He hasn't bought it yet. He, he hasn't bought it yet. And and right. some of the stuff was like, it just, I mean, some of the stuff was a little bit like, all right, dude. Um, what do you think about <laughs> Sean Strickland? Uh, you know, there's def- definitely not never a secret to what's on his mind. And I think that uh, you can respect that. I think that's to be appreciated. He's fighting Me Alex too. Pereira, who's the, the one guy who knocked out Israel at Asanya in kickboxing. Um, man, if there is somebody, I think, dude, I think he's like way better than he looks. Like if you watch him on TV, but like, man, you could probably hit that dude, beat him up, take him down. But dude, I really, he really doesn't get hit flush. Like he like does a good job, like shoulder rolling and um, throwing in combination. So, man, we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the favela versus the trailer park, so we'll see what's up. You're right, 100%. Uh, I, I can't wait. Uh, that whole, this whole card's good. Laura Murphy, Misha Tate, O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz, Uriah Hall versus Andre Munez, Jessica I versus Macy Barber, Barbara Verena versus Lawler, uh, Bobby Green versus Jim Miller. I mean, this is a Jalen Turner versus Brad Riddell. This is a fucking stack card. So, yeah, uh, uh, it's great. Well, Eric, where can people find you, support you? Um, you can get it at me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Eric Anders, E-R-Y-K-A-N-D-E-R-S. Now, are there new T-shirts? Because I, I, I wore my your boy shirt. Dude, it, it got to the point where he was like, you want another shirt? That's how much I was wearing it. He asked me <laughs> if I want another shirt. Like, that's <laughs> when I'm like, I'm not man, wearing hey, I'm just I'm just ch- chasing that clout, man. I know you got the followers, man. And yeah, yeah. See you with right. the shirt, where you get it at? Do you have any, any, any more shirts coming out? Or do you have a shirt, a new shirt I can get? Um, I, I usually drop them. Um when I have a fight coming up, but, uh, so for the next one, I will. Yeah, for sure. I guess you want to know Here, come here. Say hi to Eric and Bill. Why not? <laughs> uh, TV. Okay. I got it. Well, listen, you guys are the best. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you, Eric. Have a great upcoming week. I appreciate nice it. Brother. Take care. Anytime. Yeah.